suffer the incompetence of a bank or bristle that flees involved in spending money. The promise of Bitcoin is a kind of holy grail of payment. All right, welcome to Art on the Blockchain, episode two. I'm your host, DJ J. Skrilla. I got my co-host, Cynthia Gayton, with me. Yep, hello. What's up? <laughs> All right. We've had a uh, pretty busy week. It's super busy week, yeah. Um, but past couple weeks, really. We uh, we wanted to get you another podcast sooner, but uh, I think it's good we waited. We had a, a quality meetup uh, last week. Yeah, it went really well. Very pleased, considering the weather and... Brand new, unknown, you know, members of this meetup. So it was pretty. I was really excited that as many people showed up and showed interest. Yeah, it's good. A good quality talk. Um, we are going to be doing another one soon. Shout out to the Black Cat for being hospitable. Yeah. Probably do another one. Probably end of May or beginning of June. Yeah, that's what we're looking at. Cool. And that's in the D.C. area. If anybody's listening around this area. We also have another kind of Art on the Blockchain sponsored event on May 11th in Baltimore. Yep. It's a beat showcase brought to you by the lineup room. Um, shout out to Black. Um, this is their 32nd uh, event. And um, so, yeah, we're going to kind of, I guess, uh, have a short, brief introduction to kind of some of the stuff we talk about, get them hip to our podcast mm-hmm. and our events, and uh, show them a little bit about, you know, the blockchain, Bitcoin, a little bit about all that stuff. Um, not too much. We don't want to overwhelm it. It is a, <laughs> an event. You know, you don't want to bore people, but we'll have some, some pamphlets to hand out that I think will be, uh, or hand out, I use loosely. Yeah. Right? They'll be available. Us. Yeah, they'll be available. Um... That should be a good event. Uh, that's in Baltimore, so we're taking the show on the road. Yeah. Have you played out there before? Yeah, I've DJed out there. I've never done a beat showcase out there before. Okay. So, that cool. should be cool. Yeah. Want to talk about your? Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, so I put a, a token out there. Oh, I, I put it out a while ago. It's this uh, card in the series of the uh, Pepe trading cards, and uh, it's a um, DJ. Pepe, Pepe, DJ Pepe, token, Pepe. and it's part of the series, and it's uh, you know going to be in the game and all that stuff that they're making. But I, I attached it to uh, Token FM music streaming site. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of in it's in still I guess you call it alpha. It's not out yet, um, but I guess it comes out in May, sometime this month, and you'll be able to play my song by automatically having that token in your wallet. So like you wouldn't have to pay the subscription fee that they're going to be charging or whatever. I think if you just have the token, you'll be able to play it unlimited uh, um, album, which is a Silk Road album we put on there. Yeah, it seems you know very interesting. Sounds like it's one of the first of its of its kind. Mm-hmm. So it's really it's great to be out there in, in front to see, you know, first of all see how it works and see how how well it is adopted and adapted to what it is that the goals are of token fm so it's pretty exciting yeah i think it's cool uh people seem excited you can uh buy that uh token too on the decks on xcp 
Um, it's the uh, Counter Wallet Dex Decentralized Exchange. Or go to um, rarepepewallet.com. You can grab it. Um, there's only 169 of them, so it is uh, <laughs> it is a rare limited, limited edition. Yeah, um, so it'd be interesting to see. I actually, when I when I tweeted that out, that news out, it got a lot of uh, good responses, and like I saw somebody at um, some venture capitalists. Like, wow. Um, I saw, you know, some some cool responses to it. So you know, I don't, I don't think everybody understands it yet, but. That's what we're here People for. People are interested in it, so we're talking about it too. We're we're learning as we as we go because there's nothing set in stone yet. Exactly. So yeah, um, that's my interesting thing there. Um, but your news of the week, if you want to spill that out, we can get into the. Yeah, just had a, a couple things to to mention on my top five. announced its first Bitcoin-based music service, just Token FM, on April 19th. So literally three three weeks ago it was announced. Artists will control pricing, distribution, and revenue splits for streaming and sales. That was what was promoted on their on their press release. We'll have a link to that. Second thing, ASCAP, SACM, and PRS are collaborating to create a music copyright information management system using blockchain technology. According to their press release, they're hoping to leverage two internationally recognized methods which provide unique music identifiers, which is pretty critical. Mm. International Standard Recording Code, ISRC, and the International Standing Standard Work Code, ISWC, always very useful to have some standards to base uh, these kinds of projects on, and that was announced on the 19th also. April was just a hot month. The next thing... Um, announced on April 27, 2017, Spotify acquired Media Chain. So this was something that really blew up everywhere. Every, everybody was either tweeting about it or commenting about it. It was a, a, a big coup in some respects with regard to blockchain uh, generally. So what, they acquired. What is that exactly? Sorry, Media what Chain. Did, yeah, what did they get? They're a that? startup, so I, they apparently haven't really done. I'm not aware of them having done anything other than a, it's a startup, mm-hmm. and it's it's backed by a venture capital firm, Andreessen Horowitz. Oh yeah, okay. Um, and the point is to ensure fair royalty payments, which is something that Spotify has been, you know, uh, criticized for in the past. They entered into a settlement um, earlier. They were agreed to pay 25 million dollars and a five million dollar penalty due to unpaid, unmatched songs before it on Spotify. So this is kind of a way of, of getting back on track with those those things. And, um, in 2018, Spotify is expected to launch an IPO. So this is part of a whole series of events. So those these are all big events in the in the music industry. Is this going to help the, uh, the uh, little guy or the big guy? It, it remains to be, it, this is all... My opinion, it kind right. of remains to be be seen because it doesn't really change the underlying contracts that musicians have with their labels. It's just a different royalty payment mechanism. That's what it looks like, and I'm in, I'm ex- thinking that the reason why they won were interested in blockchain was the transparency and hopefully speedier payment. That's what I'm thinking was behind. This purchase, hmm. uh, but I guess we'll we'll see in 2018. All this this should be coming together for their IPO. 
uh, but we have a link to that. Actually, is came off of Nasdaq.com, so it it did make a pretty big splash. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we already talked about Jeff's release. So next item in the f- five of five, mm-hmm. the World Economic Forum. It's this you know think tank primarily. Great reports if you're interested in economic data, international economic data. Reported that. This is a quote. The future of blockchain appears to veer more heavily into the music and the arts, where the technology helps musician and other, musicians and others protect the copyrights to their work. End quote. That was uh, just announced on uh, April 25th, 2017, and we'll also have a link to that. It's actually pretty interesting uh, graphics, and I think it's easy to, to understand. Um, so those are my those are my news items for the week all right great busy week busy month we're gonna get into this interview now with theo theo goodman all right welcome theo goodman uh from the world crypto network and uh various other places theo goodman welcome to our show live from germany thanks a lot guys for having me thanks for being here uh what part of germany are you in if you don't mind us asking that or is it undisclosed location? Sure, I'm based out of, yeah, yeah, undisclosed location in a German cave. No, I'm based out of, I'm based out of Frankfurt am Main. So Frankfurt oh, is wow. a big bank town. And, mm-hmm. um, so I'm based out there. It's kind of like in the middle of Germany. Yeah, I spent, spent almost six months there for uh, working. Nice. Yeah, it's a nice, surprisingly... Uh, easy to get around, so I really liked Frankfurt, and I like the art scene there too, and the flea market. <laughs> and that's why we bring yes, uh, Theo that. here to talk about the uh, art scene and uh, you know some Bitcoin and blockchain stuff, and basically how it all works out. Uh, we had seen a while ago, uh, I guess back in 2014 time, um, there was a vinyl private. Key private key thing and uh theo was instrumental in that um i was not around the bitcoin scene for that but i, I discovered it last year and asked him about it and uh, i kind of wanted to bring him on the show to talk about that i thought that was a neat idea um you want to talk about a little bit about that theo sure well you know i come from uh you know the music scene you know i make Music, produce music, uh, come from uh, experimental noise background, um, different projects, putting on shows, stuff like that. And of course, I like records. And not only do I like records, I also have experimented with record lathes. So a lathe is just a machine that actually cuts uh, the record itself when you make a master. But a long time ago, a long time ago, it was normal or somewhat normal to have kind of household quality uh, lathes that you actually made a record out of a kind of cardboard that had some kind of plastic on it and you could mail it to someone and they would play back the message. Um, And I really thought that was cool. So I, I managed to get myself going in that direction and there's a real if anyone is interested in record lathes before i go down that rabbit hole check out this forum that is called secret society of the lathe trolls wow secret now, society to, of the looking lathe that up right trolls. now <laughs> right so lathe oh l-a 
T H E is a lathe. Yeah. There's a there there are lathes that are kind of like grinders from metal, you know, that kind of thing. You know, industrial lathes. But this is you know a record lathe. But that forum has turned into probably the best resource in the world, or on the internet at least, uh, for any kind of record cutting kind of thing you want to do. And all the famous people that cut records are there and there's beginners and every experimental people and everything else so anyway okay now they have a, yeah just... now they, uh, <laughs> they even have a nice domain now it's it's really interesting so if you like vinyl you should definitely check that out because it's really oh, yeah. interesting once you get an idea of why the playback works with the needle then you 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 it, I don't know, you just kind of get it better what, what is so interesting about vinyl itself. So, I knew all that, and, you know, I was at a at a meetup here in Frankfurt. We, we, we have, actually, we, right now we don't have a regular meetup, but we, we do have, you know, some Bitcoin people here and in the area. And, you know, in 2013, of course, the meetup was going pretty crazy, especially with the price exploding. Mm-hmm. And that is and it started in 2013 when it was about 100. But we were it's all good. We were talking about private keys and paper wallets. And someone said, hey, do you know this one guy? He made a you know copper plate and he put his private key on it. And I was like, well, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Hey. You could you could do that with a record because there's also copper records even so, hmm. and I thought I just started one thing again. I was like, okay, so how am I gonna do this? And I thought, okay, no problem. I'm just gonna make. I know how to make words into sound, so an image into sound. So just make that into sound, and then put get a record cut, and that's basically all the so-called sound wallet is. What it is is audio that's been turned into an image all right for, and then that first image, how do you turn yes, audio yes. into the image sure well there's different there's different apps and synths and stuff like that uh you can use uh i used one called ans synth that i already knew which is pretty cool and there's even an android app version of it which is pretty damn cool hmm. you guys have that bell my, my bad, I don't know what's going and, on. Uh, Here we go, I turned it off. Okay, no problem. It's okay. And, uh, and now what is cool about the ANS synth is, I didn't, for, I didn't forget what that stands for, ANS, but the guy that created that, there's I've never seen the real analog one, but you can look it up on the internet now, and it's really interesting because... It also made images. So the synth was already based off images to start with. Hmm. But you can also, there's also other real sim- more simplified apps out there where you can do it. Uh, anything that has to do with a spectroscope um, maybe has some kind of thing that can change the image into one. Now, I found a few apps on Android that will do it. Uh, you could. There's also other ways. Maybe you play around with your sa- sound editor. Am I triggering that by saying something like "sound" oh. and then the bell goes off? <laughs> <laughs> I can't turn my phone on silent. I just threw my phone. I just threw my phone across the room. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. No problem. No problem. And uh, anyway, so um, there's a lot of ways to do it. Play around with any sound editor. You could probably figure out a way to do, do it. Now that being said, you of course. 
need to be able to play it back in a way that's readable. You know, it's pretty easy to say, okay, I'm just going to turn image into sound. Hey, look at it. Oh, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, if it's something like a private key, then of course it needs to be able to be read. Now, of course, it doesn't have to be. Now, the thing is that's cool about the method that I did is that it's not read by a machine. It's just read by a human eye. Hmm. So you don't have to. It's just like reading. You would you, you would then the, the the key is then made into an image. That image is then made into a sound, and then you play it back in the spectrograph, and you see the private key with your eye, but it can't be read by a machine that I know of. That's awesome. And in fact, it's and, it, and then you have to also be a little. I mean, you can read it, but it's not ex, you know like typed. You know, you have, right. have to you know use your brain a little bit. And uh, but the good thing about that is that that's a pretty. Um, strong method in the sense that okay it's on the record and you play it back and you can read it with the spectroscope all right and then if there is a scratch on the record or even if there are a decent amount of scratches on the record you would still be able to read the private key from that sound it would be very similar to where a scratch would be it would it appears on the image when you read it with a spectrograph uh, back as if you drew a line through one of the letters of the private key, but it's still readable by your, your by your eye. You know, mm-hmm. by a machine, of course, that wouldn't work. Right. So that's that's the basic concept. Um, and this just for 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 people that are new in Bitcoin that might be listening to this podcast, the private key is what 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 what, what a private what, key. What, what, so there, so a Bitcoin key um, basically has two parts: a public key and a private key. And it's kind of like having two keys uh, in the, or two addresses. Mm-hmm. And your public key is kind of like your email address, and that's or you tell everyone to send everything to. And your private key kind of like the password to your email in order to read the messages and to be able to send anything from your email address. So in order to send anything from your Bitcoin address, you need the private key. Now. Typically, you don't even deal with them because it's automatically in the Bitcoin wallet program. Mm-hmm. But you know that's what the so those and those two keys fit together um, like two puzzle pieces in a way. So you need those two puzzle pieces together for you to send the Bitcoin. And you don't you don't ever may. you don't ever uh, give anybody your private key that you don't want to have it. And so you're saying. You no. store this on the record as kind of to preserve a backup of a copy of your wallet. Exactly. Right. Right. So that, exactly. So okay, if you want to, so yeah, there's different ways to secure Bitcoin. Um, you know, there is, and one way is called cold storage, and that means a method that's not on a computer, uh, in short form, without getting too whacked right. out technical here. And just imagine. There's the real, real one you've probably seen somewhere. Maybe it's called a paper wallet. Mm-hmm. It's just a piece of paper with some QR codes, and one of those QR codes is your private key. Now, just to tell a short story. 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 In I believe uh, 2013, during the big run up to from 100 to 1,000, you know, it was all Bitcoin was the rage, and it was on the news and everything else. And uh, CNBC or no Bloomberg, okay, it was excuse me, Bloomberg even did a series. One of the commentators, the Twelve Days of Bitcoin, hmm. 
and every day he you know told something else about bitcoin and one day he showed hey look someone gave me this for christmas and he opened the envelope and it was a paper wallet and he showed it to the camera <laughs> what did he do he oh, really, oh you can even find this <laughs> yeah you can find it you can find it on reddit it, he showed the whole world on to be his public and his private oh, key, geez. and someone someone zapped that Bitcoin off of that private key <laughs> right away. Yeah, of course. But what is but but what's really cool is check this story out. What's really cool is the person that did it was a Bitcoiner and a friendly one, a do-gooder, mm -hmm. and he told him on Twitter and Reddit, "Hey, you know, you just showed me your private keys." Give me your address so I can send it back to you. A new address, mm -hmm. <laughs> not that same one. And he get he ended up sending it back. Wow. So it's just yeah. So it's really so that was just an example of what not to do is to just show anyone. Yeah, don't uh, show the, anybody the private, your private key. To, right. All these so you might be so just right. <clears throat> so I just thought, okay, well, what's a cool way to store a private key? Um, not only is it just cool to be on a record but you know theoretically vinyl is one of the best archive mediums because okay of course bitcoin we're talking about short term in the grand scheme of things but let's say 10 years 15 years 20 years and more you really want to have that on a on a usb stick or a sd card or i don't know whatever kind of stuff or what if you on a phone or even a computer I mean that you know we know those things break easily mm -hmm. over time and, right. or a CD you know, just like how yeah some CDs do really well but some don't so it just depends but records you know they are not gonna decay magnetically like a like a cassette tape a magnetic right. cassette tape you know whatever the tape you have in your car or a lot of this other stuff. So it's just a more sturdy version. Some people say, yeah, but Theo, you can scratch it. That's true. You do have to store the vinyl correctly. But in general, if you're storing it as an archive, yeah, it's a sturdy that backup. is actually, it is. All right, so check this out. It, there's even a new dimension to that. Uh -oh. There <laughs> is this record, there's this record player that's made in China. Now, I've never seen one in real life, but it, you can order it. This cost, I don't know, a thousand bucks or something. And it plays a record without touching the record. It uses a laser mm. to read the record. So then, if you were to use that, then the record is the ultimate archive medium because you're not threatening any of the mm -hmm. any of the ridges at all if you don't even touch it while it's while wow. you're playing it. Now I don't know if you can scratch with the laser, but you know. So hold on, let me ask you a question. Back up a little bit. When you want to retrieve your private key from this record, you play it. You play it back, or you have to play yeah. it. You play, play it into the sound editor, and then the sound editor will go into the picture graph to read what it says. You can see it, Benny. So you're reversing it, basically, how you made it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I'm reversing how I made it, and to make it easy, you can just use an Android phone, and you can just hold that phone up to the record while you're playing it, uh, and then you can yeah, that would be one way to do it. And if you're hyper-paranoid, which maybe you should be if you're doing private keys, you can put it in airplane mode, and you would still <laughs> be able to... You would still be able to read it because we were like, "Yeah, but that's the phone. It's connected to all this the stuff." CIA is listening airplane. to me, bro. <laughs> My mic's on. Right. Exactly. 
exactly. Hey, and if someone breaks into your house, and they know that you're into Bitcoin. They find some kind of Bitcoin literature in your house or a sign of it. Mm-hmm. Grab all the computers, grab all the USB sticks, but they're not going to grab all your, you know, Fine. all your seven inches. Right. Right. You're not going to grab that. And even if they knew that you were into Sound Wallet, they'd have to know what record. Right. They'd have. That would be, you know, you you that would be really annoying it's for a them. Chore for them. You know. It turns robbery into a work-related day. <laughs> right. So this is. Um, you know, people have been in lots of discussions with, you know, it is more of a gimmick of art, w- artistic way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, but it does lend to a good conversation because it is it is security through obscurity mm-hmm. and it's obscure for you to get your own key too. Right. You see what I mean? It's the same thing when you lock something behind 10 steel doors, well, you have to get behind the 10 steel doors too. So it makes it harder, less convenient for you to access as well. Right. And, and so does Sound Wallet. But it's still pretty damn cool, uh, a cool thing to have. That would be a cool uh, thing for like an indie band or something that, that sells vinyl well, because vinyl, you know, it does pretty well these days um, in terms of music sales. It's like maybe have a contest where you put a private key in the uh, record somewhere and, you know, make the listeners find it or something. That, exactly. A puzzle, anything like that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it on vinyl. You can also just do it on audio. Yeah. Of course, it's cooler if it's on vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> so that, 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 actually, those were some of the first tests I did. So I put like, you know, real small amount of Bitcoin or, or, or a Dogecoin, I think I did even. Mm-hmm. Just, some, you know, I sent some to an address. And then I got the private key, and then I made it on Twitter. Hey, someone find this. It's nice. hidden in there. How are you going to do it? Did people find it? People get it. That's really cool. Yes, they did. Wow. And I did the same thing in um, the, Rare Pepe, the Rare Pepe channel. Uh, recently, I did the same idea, but I just did the, the code to a, um, gift, a Rare Pepe gift certificate that you get at rarepepewallet.com. You know, there's like a just there's a code do you get right you know what i mean yeah like, like a gift gift card yeah. code exactly yeah so you can do it to anything i mean you could just send a secret message normal it could be a, a gift code that you know that yeah. you redeem somewhere wh- whatever so it is a cool thing and of course with music you can hide it in there and you know you could i did spend a little with it, but i just i haven't gone the full mile maybe someone listening wants to and in theory do is you would need to get the whole alphabet uh capital and lowercase mm-hmm. and no uh yeah one numbers one through nine let's see what else we're we gonna use i don't know if you need other symbols off the top of my head okay and then you need to get your sound well you need to first um to make an image of those turn that into sound and then what you could do is you could then isolate every single letter and number and then, you know, pitch it in your sound editor so that it corresponds to a note. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. You'd, you'd have to tune, you know, you'd do some tuning. It's It sounds easier than it is because I've tried it, but you could do it. It have, just is a matter you, of this, patience. This kind of brings me to the bridge of MIDI art. Um, could you do all this with MIDI art? Have you seen that stuff? 
I have not seen it, but I can imagine um, what you're talking about. The thing was with MIDI, you could do it. You could probably do it in a different way, actually. So check this out. I also did just because MIDI is just uh, ones and zeros, basically. It's just yeah. data right. that's sent around. Um, so what I did do, and it, I think someone got it, but it was really hard for them to do is I did a private key in Morris code um, as claps. Mm. <laughs> you know, you know, like the, right. you know, yeah. you know, but, but uh, you know, like on the drum machine. You right. Know? So, right. <laughs> you know, and, and it was it was really hard. Was like a Manny Fresh beat. <laughs> yeah, it was really hard. It was kind of a long track. It was probably like five minutes of claps or something, but it is possible to do something really far out like that yeah. um so yeah you could do midi you could do anything really it's just a matter yeah do you want to use morse code so wh who I else um i want to give a big shout out to and you guys should get on at some point is coin artist i don't know if you've seen her work yeah she does paintings mm -hmm. right and she does those really complicated um puzzles mm -hmm. and uh yeah she she has more forest code in there sometimes too do as part of it hmm. uh and other weird encryption kind of stuff but sometimes if you look if you're trying to you know get one of her ciphers which is sometimes a big reward like she had half a bitcoin before in one of her paintings hmm. um hidden in it but not hidden in the way i was hiding it like as a sound but as like this really complicated code that has many parts. And one of the parts uh, was Morse code. It was like, you know, there were some dots and some like, you know, picture integrated into the whole picture. And you could kind of, you know, imagine, okay, we shouldn't tell you it's Morse code, but you could just put two and two together and you could figure that out. But, you know, so there's a lot of different ways that, that you could hide, hide stuff in art or music or whatever um, that is cryptographic. Um, it could be a private key or it could just be a message. It could be an address that links to something. It's the first part of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. It could be a lot of things like that. Interesting. Could it go back? I was just thinking, is that it, can the sound, let's say that it, it, it is a sound that is being played and then it reverts back to ones and zeros and unlock something. Could it do that too? If you're playing it as uh, if it I mean, is... that, I get it. I get it. Yeah, that well, that what, what you'd have to do for that is you'd have to make a sound that can be read by a machine, right. you know, for it to automatically unlock. Now, yeah, I was thinking, you know, when Ethereum was still in its real experimental phase or getting phases, wasn't launched at all. I was thinking, oh, yeah, smart contract, and you like you play the sound, make a smart contract that generates sounds and stuff, well, right? You, you could. You you might be able you could probably build a, a program. I've I've heard so, actually on the, on this uh, topic that somebody hit me in Telegram and told me they were trying to build on Ethereum the the MIDI art chain actually in a different way that the people are doing MIDI art on YouTube, which they were taking each hash would be a sound, and then you mine it i don't know you somehow you mine it and the algorithm comes out and it spits out a track of midi art based on your mining and you know i don't know how else coins held or whatever but 
some yeah i thought that was a you know a cool experimental idea that that, that could work for ethereum like you're saying yeah well it could work for anything any any blockchain really it's just a matter so we can check it out, out right now um there i don't remember what it's called it used to be one sounds of the blockchain or sound of the blockchain yeah and that was and uh it just you know for every transaction it made a different sound depending on how large it was mm-hmm. and you could change on the site and it's, a, it's just a block explorer basically where you can see all the transactions but, but instead there are like these little, little ground images and of course if it was a big transaction it was a big one and that made it i think a deeper sound than a small transaction which made a high pitch sound mm-hmm. and you could even change it from like bells to organ to something else wow. <laughs> so uh you know that just kind of a real basic idea but yeah you could do a lot of art stuff with that the cool thing is about though that's just reading the blockchain now probably with this with the midi art kind of thing that is pretty cool too it would be cool to do it the other way where i can i don't know why i need i don't know why i need to do it other than it's just kind of weird art cool but <laughs> if I, I make let's just say let's just say for example i've got a bitcoin wallet or an ethereum wallet or whatever and this version has, has a drum machine in it just a real simple one with eight steps right and then i you know i make my little beat and then i hit send and that makes, I don't know, this, it makes our contract. And then every time someone sends like a small, tiny bit of Ethereum to that, then that it plays in their little wallet. You see wow. what I mean? Yeah, that, it yeah. triggers the same pattern, right. you know? Now, like, I don't know the exact commercial use for that, but it doesn't matter. A lot of times you stumble novelty. across the real, you yeah, novelty, but you'll stumble across something later if it's if there's a real utility that someone needs or if it's just a fun thing. Right. You know, that's like you know that's how the whole rare Pepe thing started. I mean, as far as the cards, it just turned out it, it's a, a fun thing, so people like to do it. Yeah, you want to uh, talk about that for a couple minutes? Uh, brief history since sure. you were at the beginning of that. Um, tell you know our listeners. A lot of our listeners, I think, are beginners in a lot of this, so. Um, sure. How did that come about, Rare Pepe? Okay, well, um, basically, there there are games that are that use um, tokens, and a token. So you've got the Bitcoin blockchain, and let's say I say this address uh, is not only um, 0.01 Bitcoin, but it also is a represents something else. So it's a Let's say it's a fire or it's a it's a lightning bolt or whatever. And there is a way to say that rep- that has another name. OK, so that's called a meta meta token. It's just another layer on top. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there are the there are the, there's already there was there's a big game called Spells of Genesis. And they created these playing card, a playing card game, virtual playing cards or not physical. Right. Um, where you know they're based on these tokens you have to have the token that's kind of like having bitcoin basically or an altcoin mm-hmm. um and you have that and if you have that then you can use that card in the game and you can collect the cards and they have these really awesome images that go with them and so on so that that was going on for a while and they were getting their game they've got 
Wallace and stuff. And in the meantime, in Telegram, the software chan the software uh, application, you know, the crypto scene, Bitcoin and crypto kind of exploded in Telegram messengers, all kinds of different groups and everyone else. And in Telegram, you have these sticker packs. Mm -hmm. And of course, Pepe became a real popular sticker. And a, this guy named Clay, he made some sticker packs that became really um, epic as far as in Bitcoin. So it has like, you know, rare Pepe with a, at a computer with a chart and the prices thing or you know rare pepe doing something with ethereum and, and so on and so forth and so it just became a real thing in the community that it, they had it had meaning it has an ironic mean most of the time ironic or make making fun of someone yeah like cheeky, has cheeky memes cheek very cheeky memes you know nothing political really just mm. actually just goofing on people most of the time or goofing about events and things that everyone can can relate to like it has the red pepe and he's like oh he just he bought you know an altcoin at a high price and he got dumped on and there's right. like you know they got dumped on pp or there's a pp he's totally um he's totally high his eyes are red and he's like you know there's like a bottle of vodka on the floor in the image it's right. like really <laughs> really funny there 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 there's some real funny ones so anyway so we're in the counterparty chat chatting around and actually what happened is is that spell genesis as cool as it is their pr was kind of a little over the top they hired a pr firm for every card was like a press release and they're in every teller hey guys check out the new card it's like every day i had the feeling there's like new promo stuff from spells genesis new 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 marketing new marketing like, oh what the hell is this shit you know it's enough i don't want all this marketing it's cool and all but I don't need a press release every day, guy. Come on, you know? Right. And, and uh, yeah, and so just talking and, you know, I don't, I'm not saying who came up with what idea. It doesn't matter. But we were talking and I thought and I said, hey, what about, you know, every shit coin has its own card and there's a game like Spells of Genesis, mm -hmm. you know? So that was like kind of the idea I had was like, oh, there's like a Dogecoin card and there's an Ethereum card because that's kind of like what Spells of Genesis was going yeah. in that direction too. You know, they had. But you were talking, you were that. talking about doing it more made fun of than dragons and warriors. And well, stuff. actually, yeah. Well, actually, I just wanted the reason I told that story is because actually none of that would have happened unless Spells of Genesis existed because they built in the yeah. infrastructure kind of for it um, and the whole idea of it more or less let's pa let's pause for this round of applause <laughs> Thank you. yeah yeah sure. well, it's no pretty... they're cool i definitely, like that definitely. i like spells of genesis and know? it got it's on itunes now that was just a, that's another april event spells of genesis right on iTunes? yeah or... yeah april 20th yeah spells of genesis is great and and so that laid the groundwork for people doing their own stuff with rare pippi and then you know guy in chat mike was like hey I just made this card. If you want one, come to this channel, and uh, you can get one. And you know, and then we started making our own cards. That's the that's the main thing too. Is you got the people got to make their own cards and put it into the centralized database, as opposed to Spells of Genesis, which I guess hired artists within their own team. Correct. Right. Yeah. It's just like so. It's kind of like the difference between. Um, I think if it was about music or art, it would be kind of like Spells of Genesis 
is its own band. Yeah. And they release music and they release the cards. Mm-hmm. Whereas what happened with the Rare Pep thing is that it was a DIY community that just happened without trying to be one necessarily. Yeah. See what I mean? Very so that organic. just kind of emerged. Right, exactly. And the reason it, it, it did is because it had that same spirit of everyone is, you know, they're different artists doing stuff, collaborating, ideas and and just bouncing stuff on each other and that's how it got built and using already what, what exists because of all the infrastructure from the counterparty tokens so everyone that's new counterparty is that meta layer thing on bitcoin basically that i was talking about and mm-hmm. you can read all about it but basically that's how you build all the tokens is you use counterparty and there's already a bunch of wallets you can use so at the beginning we were using something called indie wallet which mm-hmm. is pretty cool it's an app on on android and now there's a bunch of them there's like book of orbs there's um free wallet i believe it's called there's a lot of them but what it so just to give you a quick idea you make the token in this thing called counter wallet you name it let's say freak out pepe yeah Mm -hmm. and you make it and you decide how many are exist and then you have to lock it so there's no more that will ever be made you know, see, there's different options. You could have it unlocked, but let's just say we lock that as an option. We, we do that. Let's say we make a free beginning before the Red Pepe wallet is that in the description of the token itself, you put this, you put a link to somewhere on, on the web that has right size image um, that will be displayed in Indie Wallet. So then you, if you have have the token you don't only have the name yeah, the in image. the wallet it actually shows a little bit of that picture and that that this is what we were talking about at the beginning before we the interview um those you can you put the image on there and you have that as and you have the card and then i actually just put one in tokenly also and uh i put a uh, dj pepe now unlocks 18 songs on token.fm so I'm adding like more utility cross-platform using XCP. I was trying to explain that earlier, um, but you can keep adding utilities right. with these tokens. Yeah, sure. You could you could have it unlock songs if it does that on Tokenly FM now, or or whatever. It could just be you want to make tickets to your concert and you want to have it mm-hmm. that it's on this Bitcoin cool thing now. You know that. You could do however you have however a you, you have want, a chat right? group now in Telegram that you need a, 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 rare, a certain Pepe to get in, right? Yes, so that is really cool. So, uh, so now there's this bot, Rare Pepe Kick Bot, it's called, mm-hmm. and basically that requires you to have a certain amount of a token in your wallet for you to be in that room. So let's say. Um, let's say Skrilla, Skrilla has Skrilla backstage where all the groupies can hang out, right? But you need to have, uh, you know, a hundred Skrillas to get in. So mm-hmm. what happens is you go into the, you know, the Skrilla backstage room in Telegram and then the bot says, hey, sends you a PM, says, hey, I need you to sign this message and that's how I'm going to check. So in your Bitcoin wallet. 
Yeah, right. So you can do it in uh, counterwallet.io or rarepipit wallet. You could probably, if you're really technical, you could probably do it in another Bitcoin wallet even. But basically with Bitcoin in general, um, what you can do, so let's say I post a public address, like we were saying, I post my email or whatever, right? And like, cause, cause right, I could do that and I could say, hey, look how many Bitcoin I have. I've got a thousand, right? And actually that was a thing because you can do that on your mobile wallet. You can go to read only mode and you can say, hey, look at my balance. <laughs> right. And it looks like you have like <laughs> you know, millions or whatever, right. but you just have it and read, you're just reading addresses. It's not actually that you own it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how can you prove that you own it? Well, you have to sign a message. So just like we were saying, so imagine, just imagine with real physical keys, you you did like a um, uh, uh, charcoal rubbing of your key. <laughs> I don't know how to ex else to explain <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you'd be like, see, that's my key. And you'd be like, oh shit, that matches. And that's basically what you're doing when you sign a Bitcoin address. You're proving that you have control over it by cryptographically right. signing it. It's kind of like doing a rubbing, you know, with charcoal, right? You know. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh shit, that's the real thing. As, as opposed to a mold, you don't want to do a mold of it because then you can definitely reproduce it. Right, copy it. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so, so you need 100 Skrilla to go to the Skrilla room. The bot checks that you really have that, at least that you signed uh, an address that proves you have it, and then you're in that room. So, just as a permissioned thing, another utility, like you were saying, like unlock the songs, unlock the. I, Telegram I feel like with could. with the way Telegram is, especially with all the uh, Bitcoin and altcoin trading and, and all that stuff in there, um, with, I, I would, I'm surprised like traders haven't caught on to that yet because they have all these exclusive rooms. Like uh, and some of the traders actually have Pepe's. They should uh, they should make their Pepe or their rooms Pepe accessible only. Somebody should do that. Sure, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure people will do that eventually. Yeah, yeah, you know, as true. one way to do it. I mean, the cool thing is is that. Um, that I was thinking about, and maybe even uh, it's a legal loophole. I don't know exactly because you're not really charging admission because there's no transaction. You know, they just have to own it. Now you didn't, you didn't sell. You don't know who, how they got it. I mean, there's plausible deniability about how they bought it. You see what I mean? But, but. There's no trains. And I mean, after they're done with the room, if they don't like it, they could just get rid of them. They could sell them. They could say, ah, Skrilla backstage is whack. I'm out of here. I'm selling my thousand Skrillas. It's like having an okay. event and only letting people with like Jordans come into your event or something. <laughs> yeah, right. And then after they sell the Jordans on eBay. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> if they want. Win, you know, win. Or, they could, or, or they could keep them, you know. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. And with the tokens, you could make new jordans for every show that you have to have a different kind you know yeah <laughs> so that's i think it's a good you know i think after time we'll figure out what sticks what is a, a utility that people like to use yeah these are all experiments and, you know, at the end of the day right now yeah sure but i think you know some of it will catch on eventually just mm -hmm. a matter of figuring out and it's a you know a matter of time but you know what the another cool thing about all of this this stuff is is the base to entry is really low you know of course all this might sound really technical to new people but it's not that hard and it's not that expensive to do any of this stuff a couple bucks so you know good, yep
I, I just actually right. released a paper yesterday on Medium about how to create a token using XCP. So anybody out there can down go look at that. It's, uh, it's on the XCP Facebook page. Counterparty. Uh, definitely. Yeah, check that out. What are some of the surprising things that you've found over the past couple of years that you're really like amazed has, that has happened in this space in your, based on your experience? That I'm amazed about? Yeah, that's something that's surprising. <laughs> uh, what amazes you, Theo? No, I think it's, it's kind of, you know, it's one thing when you're well, new, everything's amazing. But when you've been there for a while, there's a, there's a whole different level of amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Well, I think that uh, generally speaking, um, you know, one year. So basically, uh, one month in crypto is kind of like one year in normal life. So yeah. it's kind of like how dog years are. Yeah. You know. So move. So what I mean, what I mean by that is things move really fast. Mm. Things change. There's new things everywhere now my phone's ringing there's you know everything is going on so it's there's all, all kinds of things going on You're moving kind of like at light speed what's something that's really surprised me i guess that it's you know just okay so i think um i'm not sure if i'm surprised but i just want to say that in 2000 what I'm, what I'm surprised by is just ha the feeling of the community right now compared to, let's say, um, early 2015. So what is the difference? Well, the difference is uh, the Bitcoin price and how dramatically it fell. Because, you know, in early 2015, uh, you know, the price was around 200. Mm -hmm. OK. And yeah. And you might think, oh, what does it matter? People are here because they like uh cryptographic things and they want to be empowered and that's true but look again it it's kind of like a cold winter when the price gets like that so everybody you know there's less motivation there's less podcasts there's less shows right there's less everything actually you know yeah. and and there's less there's less views on your soundcloud <laughs> there's less there's less views on your youtube i'm not joking yeah yeah I now any anyone does a show on YouTube about Bitcoin, they get a thousand views automatically, basically. Yep. And that might not sound like a lot for other niches, but it is kind of for, for just automat pretty much automatically doing a video um, in Bitcoin because that wasn't the case at all. Um, just or not so long ago in 2015, for example. So you know that just how. I, the reason I'm not totally surprised because if you because I got into it in 2013 and I saw how crazy people get and how fast things can explode. So it's just repeating itself over and over. Um, and uh, at this point, I think if, if you're around that much that long, not surprises you anymore. Actually, you've just seen so many different things um, come and go. I think that what does surprise me though sometimes is people keep falling for really bad ad scams mm -hmm. like one coin like one one coin is really uh it's just preying on kind of like the bitcoin hype 
but they're not really in the Bitcoin community at all. They're They've just, heard of know, it. Kinda, yeah, exactly. They're just, you know, kind of playing on that hype. Um, stuff like that um, continues to exist and people continue to fall for it. And I guess I, that's the thing. I'm not really surprised. I guess I'm just I'm surprised actually how strong um, some of those get like one coin. Like now they have lawyers and they're contacting blogs and news sites that have done stories about them that are negative and they're really going full full out i i heard that 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 one coin just had something happen i think in germany like they yeah did something right they told them to get out yeah basically yeah the government said they the government the (laughs) banking regulation authority said you can't operate here they've had issues in other countries as well and you know we'll see how that goes on but i guess that um I don't know. I guess that I'm a little bit surprised that they still are around um, and that they're still able to use the hype. But that's, that's just how suckers are out there. That's just how. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing um, that you see. You learn is and you see is that that's humans are like that. They want free ride. They want to believe um, they're owed something kind of if they miss something, you know, they want to they want to get on it, too. But. Mm. It's just not, you know, in the end, they're going to be disappointed. What the thing that I'm a little bit concerned about is the not as much R&D and testing. Things are going straight to market without a lot of (laughs) that. That concerns me, not just from the legal perspective, but making sure that products do what they say they're going to do. That's you mean like the Dow? <laughs> well, yeah. and yeah, in, in some respects, I mean that yeah. I, that really was yeah. an R and D project. Well, yeah. What if I had, uh, you know, like a Dow? I know that it wasn't exactly like this, but let's just say hypothetically, uh, I had a Dow smart contract, and that was connected to my car and my bicycle, and oh, I had a slocket that had the keys to my house in it, you know, and then yeah. then Dow got hacked. I was like, oh shit! But uh, who who do who do, who I, do I sue call? now? Who's liable? You know, see what I mean? Who do I sue for that? You know, it's like, uh, and oh, hopefully great. you Maybe didn't this isn't contribute any after. code. Hopefully you didn't contribute yeah, any code. Sure. To- well, that's it's not it's 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 not about that. It's yeah. a a lot of that kind of stuff is, like you said, you see, it's more about, um, you know, selling to a greater fool, as some people say, or just. You know, trading, hyping stuff up, buying and selling, trading and that kind of stuff, as opposed to the tech. Maybe there is some part of it that's genuinely is about the tech. Of course, that has to be. Right. This is what I tell people. All scams go up. All scams go up. Otherwise, it doesn't work as a scam. If it's a scam, <laughs> it's going to go up. Right. Okay. And all of them have to have some kind of technical um feasibility or whatever you want to talk about it i mean it had ha- they have to have that too yeah. actually it has to be kind of sound kind of good actually so you know things that don't have that they're not successful as scams either so yeah sure you do have a lot of things that are just being thrown out scamming there. is a bit of an uh, art you know it's, it's a performance itself. art it is you know it is, it is. how many buzzwords can you put in a white paper 
<laughs> oh, a lot. Hey, I, I think that um, you know what you know what it reminds me of a little bit though, as far as because now it's easier. So what it does, and I've said this before, it lowers the bar to entry. Mm-hmm. So now the ability to scam people um, is easier than ever. Yeah, because you know the the bar to entry is lower through all of this you know all this crypto technology. It actually is you know made it so you you know democratic uh, scamming is possible. You don't, you don't have, have to, to know that it's a thirteen year old girl in Estonia that's donating <laughs> to your fund. Right, and and you don't have to be. It's just requires less overhead. Everything, you know what I mean, just makes that easier. Yeah. So you don't have to be a, um, a mad off to do Ponzi's. You can just do Ponzi out of your basement, and it can be successful. You can be so, a popular student yeah. in high school, and you can have a successful digital currency scam. <laughs> that is right. That's right. All the kids listening to it. Uh, to us now and you can start Um, your own telegram chat group with the token (laughs) that's right you can pay to enter and everything else yeah Uh, but we're not recommending that definitely not sure no just you know of course not but that's just how the world is that's just how humans that's a part of us and it's just interesting to see that that's basically lowered the you know evened out the playing field as far as you know yeah. entry level for that and i think that is something that doesn't surprise me anymore what i see the amount the speed um anything like that it's pretty it's pretty amazing actually so i think that that will just continue on and we'll see what happens well theo yo it was a good talking to you man um appreciate the uh point, point, point of views and everything you've done uh since 2013 in the space good good uh good knowledge for thank everybody you. out there yeah just thank you thank you thank you so much all right so we're gonna get into this theo crypto banger theo what is this joint <laughs> uh this is uh you ain't no satoshi and, and this is from now um, the anniversary we had actually it was may 1st not an april 1st joke but a may 1st and for some people it wasn't a joke it was when and someone named Craig Wright claimed that he was Satoshi, and you know read it, and the internet was going totally nuts with it. Yeah. And this guy could easily prove um, few a few methods um, that he is now. He could so so called sign the Genesis block. Now he's not signing the actual block. Some technical people got all on me about that, but it doesn't matter. He's signing a key that has to do with the Genesis block or whatever. Mm-hmm. He could easily prove that. He could move the coins, which would cause everyone to panic, right? Move the coins, bro. bro, bro. <laughs> That's right. Move the coins, bro. So then you could always, you know, he could prove it, but he didn't. So I don't I started a lot of these uh, songs you could, you'll see on the SoundCloud and I've been doing videos of them lately it's kind of like historical moments in crypto that need commentary but through a quick song and i think that was uh probably one of the most important ones so far it's probably the greatest hits uh so far uh, move the coins bro you ain't no satoshi Genesis, block, or shut, or shut, or shut. 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 Sign the
Satoshi, move the coins, bro. Sign the China Genesis block, or shut the fuck up, the fuck up, the fuck up, the fuck up, Sign the Genesis block, or shut, shut the fuck up. If you're right, Mr. Crack, right wait, no Satoshi, move the coins, bro. Sign the China Genesis block, or shut the fuck up, the fuck up, the fuck up, the fuck up, Sign the Genesis block, or shut, or shut, or shut. Sign the Genesis block, or shut, or shut, or shut. Sign the Genesis block, or shut, or shut, or shut. Sign the Genesis block, or shut, or shut. Genesis block or shut shut the fuck up if you're right Mr. Crack right wait no Satoshi move the coins bro sign the China Genesis block or shut the fuck up the fuck up the fuck up the fuck up sign the Genesis block or shut shut the fuck up if you're right Mr. Crack right wait no Satoshi move the coins bro sign the China Genesis block or shut the fuck up the fuck up the fuck all right that was Theo's banger crypto he has a character. He's got some great stuff on the SoundCloud. You can check it out um, at the notes part of our SoundCloud down here. Yep. Um, well, anyway, uh, hopefully we'll see some of you guys May 11th in Baltimore. Um, check out uh, any info we got coming up uh, on the meetup right. end of May in D.C. So pretty much anything, just look at art on blockchain is pretty much us i don't think anybody else is doing anything similar so yep and uh pop in if you got telegram app um you can pop in and uh hit me up i'm at skrilla ventura and i will just uh add you we have a we have a group we're starting um for this blockchain uh podcast stuff all right peace thank you